Hello, and welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Reif, and today's podcast is all about manifestation. If you're a first-time listener, this podcast covers lifestyle, travel, entrepreneurship, and manifestation, and today we're getting deep with the founder of The Manifest Daily, Deandra Nicolette. You guys will love this episode. She talks so much about how to manifest, how to uncover limiting beliefs, how to let go of all the different blocks that you have in your way. So many goodies. We even talk about sexual energy, abundance, money. We go all over the place, but in a good way. So you are going to love this episode. Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to quickly talk about the course I have coming up in late August called From Chaos to Confidence. If you were in the masterclass from Stuck to Secure as Fuck, this course is like that on crack. It's going to be a steroid version of the masterclass. We're going to uncover daily routines that will help you really revamp your energy. I'm going to be talking about how the subconscious works, the ego, the mind, everything so you know how to actually operate it. And then we're going to get really deep into how to attract the life that you want, how to live that dream life, how to manifest, how to uncover where your shadow is, just different tools and techniques to actually help you manifest. I don't like to use vague language like lean in and let go and surrender. I like to give you real exercises so that when you are having your daily routine kicking off, you know exactly how to operate the day. You don't just let the day happen to you. You know how to run the day. That is my goal with the course. I want people to feel confident. I want women to stop talking shit about themselves. I want people to love themselves. And this is what the course is all about. Making sure you're going from these chaotic thoughts, not knowing what to do, not knowing how to trust yourself to developing confidence to make decisions not only for yourself but really for the people around you as well i feel like when you're in your most confident highest self you become such a radiant being that people are attracted to your energy they respect you they really really treat you differently because you know your worth and that is the whole goal of this course so if you're interested in learning more or you want to book a call with me definitely shoot me a dm at chelsea rife or at an non-expert opinion pod you can also write into hello in my non-expert opinion.com or visit in my non-expertopinion.com. So a few ways to get in touch with me. And before we dive into the episode, I also wanted to give you a few Australia updates. If you're listening for the first time, I moved to Australia exactly a year ago now. So it's been a year. I cannot believe it. And I'm going to do a whole post about this and definitely a bonus episode on all the lessons I've learned. But to give you a quick update, what I'm going through now is definitely another big change. I came to Byron. That was going to be a quick trip. It was going to be like a 10-day trip and then just go back to Sydney. And then I had a flight booked for the end of July to go home. Well, what happened is I ended up loving Byron Bay. And my hometown right now, not even my hometown, my state, is the coronavirus hotspot, Florida. So I was just thinking... I wonder if there's a way for me to stay. And there is. There are tourist visas. There are entrepreneurship visas. There are student visas. So there's quite a few ways that you can stay in Australia. And I just thought, I do not want to leave. And what's going to happen if I go home? I'm going to get stuck because Americans are not allowed anywhere right now. We're not. We are banned from like almost every country. And it's basically for the foreseeable future. So I was like, I'm going to end up getting stuck in America for potentially a year, if not more, and then completely screw myself with my travel plans. So I decided to apply for a visitor visa. And while I'm waiting for that to come in, I'm on a bridging visa, which is basically like a waiting visa. So I'm on this waiting visa right now, trying to get approval for the visitor one. I should get it. There's usually no issues. It's just there's so many people applying. But yeah, I extended my stay. It was very unexpected. Like I said, this was supposed to be a quick trip, but I really love Byron. It's beautiful. The the sun is shining. People are swimming. I love the, the energy here. It's small. So there's definitely this hype about it that I think people are confused and they come here. They think it's this huge place. It's very small. It's very communal, very like almost quaint. But then there's also this air of bouginess because Chris Hemsworth lives here. Zac Efron wants to move here. So there is this weird, like, I don't want to say pretentiousness, but it kind of is. It's kind of like this Malibu vibe that then there are backpackers here, but it doesn't seem tourist. So yeah, it's just a really nice vibe. And I was like, I don't want to leave. So I'm not leaving. I am staying here for probably 
three, four, five more months. We'll see how it goes. A lot of this is also dependent on coronavirus. So if the borders shut or if things happen or just because I have an American passport, I might have to just go home. I really have no idea. But for now, that is the plan. Something that's interesting too that I'm definitely going to talk about because I've had so many requests for it is dating in Australia. And I haven't really opened up about it just because it hasn't been a huge chunk of my story here. There are a few people I've dated, but I will open up about this because it's really important to me to share all sides of this travel story because I think dating is one of the hardest ones. It is heartbreaking. You end up meeting someone, you get along really well, and because you're traveling, you speed up these conversations that you probably would take months to have in America, and you get really close, and then things just happen. Plans change, someone wants to go across the country, someone's visa expires, someone has a group of friends that they already had plans with, and then you just have to either decide, am I going to go with this person, or I'm going to stick to my plan and do what I want to do, and then you just have to end it. So they're really fast and furious relationships here, I feel like. Like you meet someone and again, because of you know your limited time together, you end up just hanging out all the time and getting close. But then things happen where you're like, well, your visa expires or I have to leave and then you just have to abruptly end it. And this has happened twice now. So I I will get into it in another episode. We'll get into more specifics and I can tell you about how it has been dating not only Australians, but just different cultures and how it has been a lot harder than I thought. I thought it would be really fun to meet everybody and just have, you know, a good time. Oh, no strings attached and off, you know, off you go, have fun. But it's to me, it's not like that. I am such a sentimental person. I wear my heart on my sleeve. I am a reflector in human design, which are like super sensitive. I'm an empath. So yeah, with all these different things combined, I am not really someone that's just like, oh, yeah, boop, done. No big deal. I definitely, I love hard and I have heartbreaks hard and I would rather be that way than not love at all. So yeah, that's kind of the update. I, You guys are probably wondering what the hell I'm talking about. But like I said, I will do some type of bonus episode and get into it. But that's what's going on right now. So there's just kind of a, a weird energy in the air right now. And I think it's A, from the full moon. B, I think because I was supposed to be home right now. And it was just so unexpected for me to change my flight that that's why I'm feeling a little weird. Like, again, I was supposed to be in Florida this exact time. And then just going through like a mini heartbreak is hard too. So yeah, that's what's going on in my life. But fortunately, I have an amazing support system. I have an amazing toolkit that I can dip into. And it's really easy for me to get back to myself. Like I know now how to recover from these things. And it's not easy, but at least I know how to do it. And that's something that I like to talk about not only in this podcast, but that I'm definitely going to teach about in the course is how do you recover from tough times when it feels like things are just really dark and heavy? I know this is not a permanent feeling. I know it's temporary. And that's something that I also want to share with you all is how do I get over these tough times? So stay tuned for that. But today we're going to talk about manifesting your dream life Deandra talks about abundance, sexual energy. I mean, we get really into it. We go all over the place, self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, um, how to not be desperate in your energy when you're trying to manifest something specific. We get into it. And I think you'll really love this episode. And I want you all to go follow Deandra and support her because her page is amazing. She is someone that gives the actual tools and tips. I feel like if you listen to my podcast, you know by now, if you're not sharing actual tools and tips and value, I just cannot follow you. Like I cannot just do vague, generalized statements anymore. I can't do posts like that. I can't follow accounts like that. I need to be following accounts that will provide real value. And that's exactly what the Manifest Daily does. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to In My Non-Expert Opinion. Today's guest is Deandra Nicolette, and she is a manifestation expert. She runs the account, The Manifest Daily, and you guys know that I'm obsessed with manifestation. So if you want to know more tips, Deandra keeps it 100 with all her tips, her tricks. She gives you uh, total explanations around how manifestation actually works. So welcome to the show, Deandra. I'm so excited to have you. Yes. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for inviting me on. I'm super excited to be here today and to chat all things manifestation. So yes, let's just dive into this. 
Yes. I am so curious. Can you walk us through your journey to manifestation? Everyone has, you know, one of those light bulb moments where they realize what it is. So I'm curious, what was that for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like my story is kind of, uh, it's always a long one. I feel like whenever you ask someone to tell their story, it's always like they go back to this like random moment in childhood or something like that. But truly, honestly, I feel like this journey has been a lifelong one. Um, I think a lot of my awakening, so to speak, I think that's, you know, the terminology that everyone sort of resonates with happened during my college years. So I actually had sort of my first awakening at that point where I was um, a psychology and sociology major in university. And that's sort of when I was like really diving into like, how do people think the way they think? Why do people do the things they do? And I was starting to dive into some of the the um, the intro books to manifestation, right? So I started with uh, The Secret, the movie on Netflix. I started to read like The Secret. I started to really dive into what law of attraction was. And that's sort of when I was kind of waking up to this, like, okay, I've always really believed in power of creation, like as human beings that, you know, we are co-creating with at that time I was using the words God. And sometimes I still do, but you know, the universe, God, whatever you call it. Right. But really, as I started to dive into the law of attraction and manifestation and really like find these words that define the things that I was thinking previously, that's sort of when I had my first awakening. And and then my second awakening, which is the more painful one, I would say, that happened sort of after college and after grad school when I had taken my first full-time job. And that's when I actually found myself in a very toxic environment doing work that I just did not love at all. And that's when my soul was really calling out to me to leave. And I think we've all kind of had those moments where our intuition is telling us one thing and we're completely ignoring it because we think logically like that doesn't make sense. I shouldn't do that thing. And intuitively I was feeling called to leave that job and I ignored it. And I ended up being pushed off that cliff and into a situation where I went through a couple months of my life where it was really, really hard. I was definitely pushed to my breaking point. Um, and I had a lot of moments where I was just questioning being here on earth at all. And I think that's when I had my second awakening and I had to really find myself and come back to this part of me that realized and remembered like, yes, you're co-creating with the universe. Like, yes, you have a, a higher purpose for being here. Um, and just sort of diving back into the things that I already knew, but I had sort of forgotten during that period of time when I was really not trusting myself and not trusting what I knew I should do in a, in a certain situation. Wow. So tons of different life experiences that really opened your eyes and that you took the time to realize what's going on here instead of just glossing over it. I think a lot of people just think, Oh, you know, my life is hard. This has happening to me. This is just the way it is. But it sounded like you were like, no, this is not the way it is. Like, I know there's something else. Like you said, a higher power that is Mm -hmm. co-creating my life. It was definitely throughout those moments, especially again, like that second, you know, quote unquote awakening where I was really going through it, where it was sort of like, I was really pushed to surrender, right? Because I think in, in cases like that, you have two choices. It's sort of like, you can really look at it from a place of things are happening to me, right? And of course, every situation is different. And um, in my situation, particularly, there were things that were happening that I didn't really have much control over. But then there were also things I did have control over, things that I could sort of look at differently, change my perspective on. And I think allowing myself to surrender to the things that I didn't necessarily have control over and and also accept my control and the things that I could actually, you know, take back into my hands. Um, that really helped me throughout that period. Oh my gosh. We are going to get so into the terminology of like surrendering and the control piece because so many people have such a hard time with it, but I'm curious how the manifest daily Instagram account got started. Can you tell us about that? Oh, yes. Uh, Love this story. (laughs) So um, what was it? I think it was early. uh, Was it 2019? I think it was literally, was it 2019? Oh my gosh. I'm time is like not even a thing, but I believe it was early 2019 that I started a podcast. I had been having this like urge to start a podcast. I love talking. I could literally talk for days. And I was like, you know what? Like, hello podcast would totally be my thing. And it started off as the DeAndre Nicolette podcast. And initially I actually around that time was doing, um, I was doing business. I was doing spiritual business coaching. That's what it was because I'm actually like in my, if you look at my resume, a lot of the stuff I've done and the stuff I continue to do right now, um, freelancing is like marketing, it's business. It's in that sort of more masculine energy, like corporate world uh, that, you know, a lot of us know about. And so, um, 
I wanted to sort of blend the knowledge that I had in business with how I felt about spirituality and how I felt about just all the things that could be blended with business in order to help people create really soulfully aligned businesses. And so I started this podcast. I was sort of doing that for a little bit. And it was this podcast that was really geared towards documenting my journey. And then I had a moment where it was around, um, I want to say maybe August or September um, into podcasting where I just something just like broke. It was sort of like I was being myself on the podcast, but I was still holding back a little bit. I could feel myself wanting to dive into certain topics a little bit more, wanting to explore certain things a little bit more, but feeling almost like I was putting myself in my own box. Like, no, I can't do this because I've set up the podcast this way. And at this time I had stopped doing the spiritual business coaching and I was sort of feeling lost. I was like, okay, well, if I'm not doing spiritual business coaching, if I don't have this title as a spiritual business coach and I just have this podcast, like, what am I doing? What am I really talking about here? And then I sort of had this moment where I returned to like, okay, what is this journey that I myself am on? How can I create a story where I'm documenting that? And that's sort of where Manifestly was born. I remember I sat in my room one time or one day, um, it was like an early morning. I woke up and I just channeled through this intro where it's the current intro of um, the podcast. And it was sort of like me documenting like how, you know, I was doing things the way I thought I should do them, but like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like now... I'm really like, y'all thought you knew me before. You're really going to get a piece of me now. You're really going to hear what I have to say now. And it was sort of like, that was when things shifted. And I think from that, I ended up, um, again, changed the podcast name, changed the intro, really started to lean into just everything spiritual that interested me, everything spiritual that I was going through on my journey from things like how to uh, go through like imposter syndrome, how to deal with imposter syndrome, how to come to terms with your awakening, how to come to terms with um, when you're trying to manifest something and it's not coming through and you're so, so frustrated, the Akashic records, like all these things that I was just like, oh my God, I'm so like interested in it. It's so magical to me. It's so interesting to me. I was like, let me bring this to the show. And then from there, I just sort of created an Instagram account because um, at the time I also had a personal account and I've since deactivated it. It may come back. We'll see. I'm not sure. But I really felt like whenever I would post anything about my spiritual journey on my personal account, it just, it just wouldn't hit. Like people wouldn't get it. It was like, I was speaking a different language. And so for me, in order to make sure that I was speaking to people who got it, who really like resonated with what I was saying, who really was like, they were all on a similar journey as me. I created the manifest daily Instagram accounts to kind of like mesh with the podcast and, it's been just like a journey ever since then to creating the website, creating the membership, and just really continuing to create resources for people that are on this journey to return to their higher self. And as I love to say, live their best life. I am obsessed with your account because you don't just post like manifestation quotes and pretty pictures. Like you're actually giving people tips, outlines, tricks, resources. Like it's a really helpful account for if you're someone that wants to manifest something and you don't know how, and it looks cute. <laughs> so Thank I'm like, you. I love, I love the aesthetics. <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's so cute. I'm like sending this to my social media manager right now. I'm going to be like, can you make sure that you use this as inspiration? Because this is what I want it to look like. Um, oh my gosh, that's like the best it. compliment. Thank you. Yeah. You do an amazing job. And, and something I want to talk about are these tips because you do give such clear outlines that, that people always struggle with, you know, about self-worth and how do I get unstuck and how do I get over imposter syndrome? And so I want to talk about a few of these. I think one that, that really resonated with me that I actually see a lot of my clients struggle with is self-worth. So what are your top tips or ways that you raise your self-worth? Yeah. So self-worth has sort of been something that I've been on my own journey to kind of come to terms with. I think one of the things that I talk about a lot recently is boundaries, right? And I feel like boundaries are so important when it comes to your self-worth, um, especially when it comes to setting boundaries, not just with other people, but with yourself. And one of the things that I observed with myself was that when I was not observing boundaries I set for myself, it just made me like not 
feel good. Like it made me not feel worthy, right? And if we think about manifestation, a lot of people will sort of talk about the law of attraction and like attracts like, and yeah, we can start there. We can talk about, you know, vibration and how like things of, uh, of a certain vibration attract things of another vibration that's very similar. But we also want to talk about like self-worth. And this is really important because like, I, like, let's give the example of, you know, someone that's trying to manifest maybe um, a change in their career, right? And they're trying to manifest something where it's like they're getting paid more money, more abundance. They're sort of living this life where they have this entire vision of like how they see their career going or how they see their life going. And maybe they're in this like amazing relationship and they're super fit and all these things. And they have this clear vision, right? And it's sort of like if you don't inherently and, and subconsciously believe that you are worthy of that thing, of worthy of having that life, it's going to be pretty tough for you to manifest it. Like you're going to manifest like really awkward and jagged pieces of that thing. Like you might get the job, but then it might be like something where, you know, you go into it and it's like a toxic environment or you might get the, the guy or the girl, the partner, right? you might realize like, oh, like they, they treat me kind of good, but like not exactly how I want to be treated. Or you, you just, you're going to manifest things that are like not really in line with what you want because you're manifesting things that you believe you're worthy of subconsciously. And so for me, when it comes to self-worth and, man and linking that back to manifestation, I'm always like really keen on looking at my boundaries and looking at how I set boundaries for myself and again, for others as well. So for example, again, going back to this, this example I just gave, it's like, okay, if you set um, a boundary for yourself, if you're like, okay, I want to make sure that I am not staying up past a certain time because I need to get my rest because I want to wake up early and, and have this like really cool morning routine and just like have a good handle on my day. But you, you constantly push past that and you stay up late and you wake up later and you, it's like, you're going to convince yourself that you're not worthy of living this life because you're like, in your eyes, the person that is living this life has this cool morning routine is the person that goes to bed at 10 or 11 or whatever time it is. Um, if you are setting certain boundaries around like your foods or when you eat things like that, of course, in a healthy way, and you're pushing past that, it's like, how do you expect to manifest that fitness if you truly don't believe that you're worthy of it if you're constantly pushing past those boundaries and the same things with the boundaries that we set for other people in our lives if you want to manifest uh this job where they're treating you really well where they're they're appreciating your work but you work with an employer who constantly puts you down or who constantly devalues your work it's like you're sort of allowing that to perpetuate in your life and you're not necessarily going to manifest the vision of you having this amazing job with this amazing employer or you being this uh, entrepreneur that you want to be because you're basically settling, allowing yourself to settle for something that is lower than what you, um, what you, you should be worthy of essentially. Yeah. That is a, a great explanation because I think when people hear the word set boundaries, it sounds really aggressive sometimes, you know, like, Oh, I have to cut people out of my life and block them left and right and make a stand. And it's like, yes, you can, you can do all that, but there's also just really simple ways and small steps you can take to start manifesting that dream life that you're talking about. Something that I'm really interested in too, is the desperate energy that some people have around manifestation. And that's the number one thing. I think when you get into this world is you have to learn not to have that desperate energy, but when you want something so bad, it's kind of hard not to be desperate about it. So let's keep on with the career example. Let's say I wanted this career and every day I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I want it. I'm like dying to have this career. Ah, if it doesn't happen, I'll be so upset. That's kind of a desperate energy. So can you talk about how we are supposed to surrender and not be so desperate in our manifestations? Yeah, this one is definitely one that I struggle with <laughs> from time to time. <laughs> and I think it's just a human thing because it's like, if you really want something, it's like, it's, it's pretty hard when you don't have that thing in front of you. But what happens is if we're constantly thinking about how we don't have that thing in front of us, then we're basically perpetuating this reality where we don't have that thing. So for me, a couple things that help with this process of like surrendering is just really remembering that a lot of it is divine timing, right? And so I sort of like to, sometimes I get in this mode where I'm thinking about just like life in a very complex way. And it really does help because it's like, if you think about it this way, it's like, 
something that you manifested in the past that came into your life at a certain time, right? That came into your life at a, a very divine time. If you think back to all the events that had to happen for that thing to line up and come into your life at that time, it's like so many things are happening that we're not seeing. So many things are happening that we're not in control of, right? And so once you start to remember that, it becomes a little bit easy to surrender because you're like, okay, all I can do in this moment is control my actions, right? So for for the person who's trying to manifest that career right or trying to manifest whatever it is um and again we can stick with the career example it's like what can you like do what is in your control essentially right so if you're seeing this dream life for yourself and again you're seeing yourself doing certain things how can you in this moment while you do not have that thing in front of you how can you work on yourself so that when you're presented with that thing you're ready because another thing i think is that we we have this desperate energy and we want so much for certain things but if we really ask ourselves like if tomorrow or even right now if you were presented with this opportunity right now in this moment would you be ready? I think a lot of us have to be honest with ourselves and for certain situations and certain things that we want, we're not ready. We think we are, we think we are because we want it so badly, but we're not ready. And sometimes what being ready means is working a little bit more on yourself, working on any of your trauma, working on um, your habits, right? Working on creating better coping mechanisms, working on just making yourself overall a, a person who, when you think of that dream life, you think of that dream vision, it's like the person who is in that vision is like matching up to the person that you're being. So you, you don't want to have a gap between that. And so when you start to focus on, okay, what are the things within my control? What are the things that I want to work on within myself? Like, okay, my habits and, you know, my thoughts, my coping mechanisms, all those things. When you start to place emphasis and focus on that in the present moment of how to better yourself, you sort of start to kind of let go of the the desperation of like when is that thing coming into my life because at this point now you're like i'm i'm in like like preparation mode it's like when you're preparing for a marathon you're like not you're no longer thinking about oh my gosh the end of the finish line like you're thinking of okay i need to like get up and and like i've never prepared for a marathon before so this i'm like <laughs> why did i choose this specific example but you're thinking of like you're getting up and like you know working out that day so you can better yourself and prepare for the marathon so Again, just thinking again of like divine timing, thinking of what can you do in this moment to better yourself, to prepare for that blessing. Because at the end of the day, if you do want that thing and you truly believe that you're deserving of that thing, you're going to get that thing or better. So just prepare yourself, focus on again, what you can do in this moment um, to get ready for that blessing to come into your life. And once you take that focus off of like the finish line of that moment, it also allows you to be very open to how it can flow into your life because oftentimes when we have that very desperate energy we're also seeing things flow into our life in one or two ways because we don't really have this expansive vision to see how it can flow into our life any other way we're looking at our past for examples of how our future can be created and that's not where you really want to look for um to, to see how your future is going to unfold because your your past doesn't always have to be a representation of your future only if you choose for it to be right so and when you start to let go of that and, and just sort of focus on you, focus on bettering yourself, you also allow yourself to be open and say like, okay, I'm focusing on me right now, universe, like deliver this however it should come through. Maybe it comes through faster than you thought it, it should or would. Maybe it takes a little bit longer, but again, you're in preparation mode. So if you're focusing on bettering yourself, it's kind of like... You, you like don't mind having the extra time because you're like, okay, now I can be even better once I receive this thing. Yes. I am so obsessed with this concept of basically creating from your vision and not your reality. Like you said, embodying what you can now versus waiting until it comes because I had to get real with myself. Like you just said, when I'm dying for this one thing, like uh, an example would be my masterclass that I did last month. And I wanted to hit um, a certain amount of signups. And then I was just thinking about it, asking myself like, Oh, wouldn't it be nice one day to have a, a really successful launch? That's, I don't know, five or $10,000. And then I was like, Chelsea, would you actually be prepared for like a hundred people to join your zoom call? And would you actually be prepared to like handle the customer service of that and deal with all the questions? Like, I don't even think you're equipped. 
And so then I had to start thinking about it. And then I eventually acted like it. Like I got a virtual assistant and I started thinking about what that would feel like. But I know if I woke up tomorrow and 500 people signed up, I don't know that I would be ready for that. So like you said, you really do have to get real with yourself. Yeah, it's a tough love, honestly. And I kind of love that you even had that like thought with yourself or had that conversation with yourself because then it's like, even though it's tough love, it allows you to be like, okay, well, what does this version of myself look like and then how can i allow myself to start working towards that and no it doesn't have to be like an overnight thing some of the things take a little bit longer right but it's like as long as you're conscious of it and conscious of that gap you can start to observe where you need to work on yourself in order to become that person that has the the dream life that you want to live absolutely um something that that you post about a lot too that i want to talk about is timelines and not really paying attention to them and men being able to jump them because I am from America and I can tell you coming to Australia, people think so differently when it comes to careers and you know what they deserve and this and that. And it's just so interesting because I know personally, I used to think that like, Oh, I have to put 10 years in before I see this type of success, or I need to be, I have to be doing this for two years before I can call myself this type of thing. But now that I'm in this world, I'm like, no timelines don't really matter. So what's your experience been with timelines and has it been easier for you to manifest things quicker than you thought? Yeah. So I think with timelines, it really is just like our perception. I actually have a book that I'm going to be reading for the month of August that talks about like parallel realities and parallel worlds. So essentially like jumping timelines, because the idea is that, you know, we live in this world and there are infinite realities, infinite timelines. So essentially while we're thinking in our heads, like, okay, it might take me five years to do this thing or 10 years to do this thing. It's like, there can be a situation that presents itself an opportunity where you're sort of allowed to jump a timeline and jump into that reality much quicker and in a shorter quote unquote time than you thought you would be able to do. And so for me, um, it has been a thing of like trying to find that balance of like understanding, yes, some things like in, in like human world, I guess, like will take time. Right. So for example, like if you're doing something where you're working on yourself, there is time in this world. So for me, I I do understand like, okay, like I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be a completely different person. I want to gradually work on myself. I want to gradually gain certain experiences, learn from certain experiences, experience lessons in this life in order to allow me to integrate knowledge into my life and change like over time. But I also think that there have been situations in my life where I've just sort of like surrendered and been like, you know what? I think it'll take X amount of time to do this thing. But like, what if I just allow myself to be open and say, you know what? It can happen sooner. It can happen quicker. Um, and there were a couple of situations like that uh, recently. The one that I, that's like popping out of my head right now is, um, so I recently moved to New Jersey with my partner. And right before this, it was like we had, we were long distance before and we were in LA in December, December, 2019. And at that point we were starting to have the conversation of like, okay, like, you know, like next step would be like moving in together because obviously you want to end the long distance. But then it was sort of this thing where it seemed like it would take a longer period of time, right? It seemed like, okay, we're just starting to have this conversation. Like this is probably something that's going to take another year um, in order for us to really find a place, like figure out where we want to live, do all the things. And I just sort of like got rid of that idea in my head. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be open to seeing how this could happen any other way. And within like, it was like a couple of days of me just sort of being like, okay, I'm going to be open. I got back to Boston and I ended up, I think I like randomly applied for a job in New Jersey, got an interview, ended up like flying to New Jersey, like the next week, ended up seeing an apartment. And then within like, it was literally like things were just happening every single day, all of a sudden where it was like going crazy. And it was like, all of a sudden we're applying for this apartment. All of a sudden it's like, we're getting approved for the apartment and we're talking about moving. Mind you, we had just started to have the conversation just a few weeks ago. Right. So it was, it was a situation where that's a perfect example of how you can imagine things taking a longer time. But then it's like, if you really allow yourself to be open and you really allow yourself to like realize that things only take 
as well like basically things take as long as you think they should take you so i basically got rid of the idea that this should take us a year because i'm like no people do it quicker we can do it quicker and it happened quicker wow that's so true because moving you usually think about oh i need to like prepare i need to search for a home i need to look mm-hmm. into my lease i need to look into the other lease we have to move furniture like even just saying it out loud sounds like oh that's going to take months and months and it happened for you in a few weeks yeah, it was like, well, it ended up getting pushed back because of COVID. So we actually moved in June, but everything was like set up like months before. Like we had the furniture, the apartment was ours. Like everything happened very, very quickly. And I remember I had done, um, I used a couple different methods for, of manifestation for this. I did scripting. I love scripting. So I basically wrote out a script of how I wanted this to happen once I saw the apartment, I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is it. I did a lot of visualization around it. I did the script around it and just everything like, Oh my God, I actually read the script the day before uh, we moved. And it was like everything to a T except for the job because I ended up not taking the job. So that was sort of a conscious choice on my part where I was like, uh, actually don't want to, don't want to do this. Never mind, I'm cool. But everything just happened to a T. And I think, it's just like, it just shows you that it's like you, again, can have something in your vision, like in your mind's eye. And it's like, that is just showing you the possibility of something that you could have. You wouldn't be able to have that vision if it didn't exist. Cause like, imagine, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense. Like you wouldn't be able to see that thing if it was not possible for you. And if there was not a way for you to get from where you are now to that place that you envision in your mind. A hundred percent. I am also obsessed with scripting. I scripted my dream life in Australia. And like you said, I actually looked at it right when I got here and I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of freaking me out that everything happened. But to your point, when we do these exercises, it's not like I wrote something like, oh, I want to ride a pink unicorn to work and fly (laughs) in a car because that hasn't happened yet. You know? So it's like, obviously I'm going to be realistic with my vision. Like you said, you, you wouldn't be able to actually visualize it if someone hadn't done it before and you hadn't seen it. And so I'm obsessed with scripting too. And it sounds like that's been a really powerful tool for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think scripting is probably my most favorite tool uh, in the in the manifestation process i think specifically because i've always loved writing and i find that i just i have a vivid imagination when i write and i also find that whenever i go into a, a scripting session i tend to also write down things or things come through channel that i didn't think about before so if i'm writing something where i'm like scripting about something that i want to manifest then i'll sort of end up writing parts of it that i didn't even think about before i went into that session that sort of opened my eyes up to like ooh okay, like I didn't think about this idea. Like this is something I could do or try. I basically get inspired action ideas from my scripting sessions as well. I love those. Are there other tools that you really resonate with? I know there's a million, but what are your, let's say top three? Scripting, definitely number one. The second would probably be just like very simple. Uh, Oh, wait. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Now I'm like uh, torn. I love visualizing. And the thing that I do, you know, it's crazy. I, before I, I knew it had this name, it was always something I did as a kid. So kind of going back to sort of you asking me about my journey and me being like, you know, it, it's been, it's been lifelong, but I remember as a kid, I would like, write, You know, like right before bed, you're like, you know, in bed, you're laying awake, whatever, trying to fall asleep. I would always like, just have these little imaginings of my life and things I wanted to happen. And it would usually a lot of the things happened when I was a kid. I remember I used to think like I was a witch because I'd be like, I got to be careful of like what I think because you know, if I want, if I don't like think, if I think something bad, like it could happen. And I used to think like that. And um, so I love visualization specifically before bed. And that's even before I like learned about the science of visualization or I learned about the science uh, and the power of visualizing right before bed or right when you wake up from a deep sleep. And so I love that specifically because again, I have a very vivid imagination and just like even just like laying in bed and just allowing yourself to daydream and really think about the things that you want to create and think about the things that you're working towards in your life and being open to the possibilities. I think it's like a really cool feeling to know that like, it's like so cliche, but like the world is your oyster. (laughs) 
like you can have everything or anything and allow yourself to be like hmm what do i want next let me cherry pick here um i also love vision boards that's another way for me to essentially take everything that i have in uh my mind and put it down on like paper i think vision boards are number three because at least with visualization i get to be like very 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 specific in my head about how i see things um how I see things basically not happening or completely unfolding, but just how I see certain things. And I'm a specific manifester, so so it, it does help for me to get very specific, but also at the same time, like walk that line of being open to how I'm going to receive whatever I want. And then I know we were gonna dive into some sexual alchemy. So that's another specific thing that I think is a really cool way to like sort of be open to manifestation as well. I was gonna say, I definitely wanna talk about abundance and energy. So energy is such a powerful concept that it's hard to understand how to, how to use your energy and understand how powerful you are. Right. I think a lot of us don't realize how powerful we are until you start going back to the whole self-worth thing, realizing, wow, like I am a powerful human being. I can create my reality and there are so many ways to do it. And something that you've posted about recently was sexual energy and even manifesting through orgasm. And it's something I've never talked about personally. I don't know that I've even tried it and I've never had anyone on that's talked about it. So can you walk us through this concept of sexual energy and using that to manifest your life? Yeah. So this is a really, really interesting, very fun concept. Um, I think the first time I came across this idea was in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. He sort of mentions it in there. And I remember I, I kind of like brush it off. I didn't really like dive into it too much. And then I came across um, the concept. Someone posted a tweet that made me like go down a complete rabbit hole, like thinking about this and trying to research and learn about this. But the idea is basically that, you know, sexual energy is very powerful. So when you're having an orgasm it's like the energy that's that's like being released at that moment is very very powerful it's um it's basically allowing yourself to take that and turn it into something else right so allowing yourself to take that energy and channel it into a manifestation to turn it into something that you want to manifest so that's like the basic idea of it and so it's simple it's basically like when you are wanting to use the power of orgasm to help you manifest it's you can engage in a solo session where basically you go in you're conscious of the fact that you're going to be using this session to think about your manifestation and so for me i prepare by sort of thinking about okay what am i going to think about when i'm having an orgasm and then once you're actually in the midst of the orgasm you think about the manifestation you can also say aloud an affirmation that you've also kind of like pre-chosen beforehand that sort of goes hand in hand with whatever you're visualizing and it is kind of hard at first i think it's hard because we're you know if you've ever experienced an orgasm usually you're not trying to think about anything it's sort of you're in the middle of an experience right and you're in the middle of a powerful experience but it's if you're if you can allow your mind to sort of focus in on this manifestation and hold that focus for the majority of your orgasm it is so 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 powerful and um, another powerful way that you can use this is with a partner a trusted partner where you can both, um, you don't have to orgasm at the same time. It is pretty powerful if you do. And then you can both sort of, again, visualize whatever it is that you're manifesting together and then also say affirmations to each other. These can be affirmations just uh, around abundance, like, you know, like, a random one coming to my head. It's like, oh, like, I can't wait to be in our house together. Like, I can't wait. And you're like imagining you guys in the house with the, with whatever it is you guys want in the house, like all the things, but just sort of being on the same page of like the visualization and the affirmations and sort of saying these things back and forth to each other. Um, it's really powerful. And I found that this method, it's one that I, don't turn to super often these days. I'm turning into turning to it a little bit more now um, since I've kind of gone back down the rabbit hole with that and started to kind of like play with that a little bit more and do a little bit more research on it. And I encourage everyone listening to do some research into it as well, but it is really, really powerful. Um, essentially, you know, it's like when we think about sex, we think about creation, right? Sex is really the, if we go back to like the biological root of sex between a man and a woman, it's made for creation. It's made to create 
life, right? And so if we can take something that happens throughout that process of creating life and we can channel it into creating something else, something that we want to bring to life in our lives, then it can really put a lot of like power behind your manifestation. Um, and it's just also fun too. So, <laughs> so that's a good way. That's, a, that's like another reason to do it. I love this concept. I really want to try it out because I am just like really diving into that part of manifestation too, of the, the sexual energy part. And I'm working a lot on my own feminine energy and understanding how powerful it is. I'm actually working with a coach around it. And then she told me to get the book pussy. And I was like, when she told me to get the book, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is this book? Like, Oh my God. And then I started reading the reviews and people are like, yes, it's going to shock you if you have never read something like this, but it's just trying to get you to tap into how powerful you are going back to your point of like women literally create life. Literally we create and hold life. Yes. We create and hold life and we play so small. We have such an issue with like, you know, really owning our power and we like to play everything down and we like to apologize all the time. And I'm just so over it. I'm like, no, we are the most powerful like species. Like we literally create life. So I'm just so glad that you talked about that specific way to manifest because I do think it is uh, extremely powerful. It's just something I haven't tried, but I am going to do some research on it and, and we'll report back everybody. <laughs> Um, yeah. And another thing I was going to say too, as you were sort of talking about, um, women as well, I actually just did an interview with a period coach for, um, a masterclass in my membership. And she was talking all around, of course, like the, the power of your period. And I think even going back to this is, you know, slightly off topic, but it is still pretty relevant because it's like, we've been taught to be ashamed of something like our periods that holds so much power, right? It's like the cycle where it's literally every single month we're experiencing a rebirth. And if you really are someone who tracks your cycle, if you allow yourself to track your cycle and allow yourself to learn more about your cycle, to understand your body, you can see that like even using your cycle is such a powerful way to, again, like manifest. So basically just like recognizing, you know, when you have that very, um, very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like magnetic energy, right? Or recognizing when you're going through your rebirth. And maybe that's the time that you want to script because it's very similar to the energy of the new moon. And I know that I personally um, experienced my period during the new moon. So it's like, that's just even more powerful to be able to script during that time as well. So there are so many things I think around our sexuality and our femininity that when we learn more about it and when we learn about the things that I think that we have been robbed our knowledge of truly we start to realize that again we're very powerful and i think this power and and the knowledge and the power can be translated into figuring out how you best manifest how you best consciously manifest because there are so many different like methods and rituals and things out there and i love sort of exposing my audience to all the different ways you can do these things that you can consciously manifest your reality but i always say like you know it's it's kind of up to you to pick and choose which ones you want to do right it's it's really up to you to figure out which ones resonate with you the best and which ones that you want to actually um, sort of like lace into your routine. Yes. And that's so true. What you said about being robbed of our education around all this stuff, because recently in Australia, I'm dating this European guy and it's so different Ooh, the way it. they use sex. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the eat, pray, love journey, you know, on the love part. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were talking about just how different Europeans view sex versus Americans and especially women, how just like solo sex and getting a vibrator and all this stuff is like very hush hush and no one talks about it. And it's like kind of frowned upon. And he's like, I actually don't understand. I'm like, I don't understand either, but I feel like people are working on it. And I feel like having these conversations really does help because then we understand no people are doing it. It's fine to do it. It's actually quite powerful to do it and own it. Like why would we have all these tools and why would we have access to this stuff? And why would pleasure feel so good? if we weren't supposed to enjoy it. So I'm glad we're having this conversation. 
Oh my gosh, I am too. I totally agree. I think it's like a lot of things are so taboo that it's like, especially like even if we think about spirituality, right? Like that was, and I think in, in some ways it still is pretty taboo. Some of the things that we talk about or the way that it's sort of, you know, kind of in a way going against the grain of religion, but also kind of not. I actually saw this tweet today where it was like, someone said, I had to lose religion to find it. Or it was something like that. And essentially the idea is like, you know, she had to kind of step away from um, calling herself religious and being religious and identifying as religious in order to really find herself and really understand the messages that were in her religion that relate back to like, what we know as spirituality and being spiritual. Um, but I think a lot of the stuff is like, it was very taboo. And again, some of it still is, but we're understanding the power of it in our lives right now. And so it's the same thing with like a lot of like the sexual things that we're talking about where there's so much power in it. Once we kind of like let go of holding on to that taboo belief about things like, you know, solo sex and vibrators and periods. And we start to realize like, no, these are powerful things. And if we truly allow ourselves to understand them and explore them, like we can do so much better than if we just kind of like shut it down and, and not talk about it and like act like it's very awkward, which it's not. Right. It's just not. It's part of our life that we just need to tap into it more. One last thing that I would love to talk about that comes up so much, especially right now where I'm in a period of such self-development where I keep investing in coaches and courses and memberships. Like that's what all my money is going to. I feel like my Christmas list is going to be like a mastermind, a private coach. Like that's all I want to do now. And as I get into it more and more and I start teaching, money always comes up where people are like, you know, I want to invest in this course. I want to do this program, but I simply don't have the money. I don't think I'll ever be able to afford it. And I'm curious about the topic of abundance. So how would you suggest to someone who is struggling and has a poor money mindset to start recognizing abundance and then ultimately being able to invest in, in these types of programs that we're talking about? Yeah, I actually had someone ask me the same question the other day where she was like, she basically was like, you know, I've been wanting to kind of invest in more of like my education um, around basically like my self-development and I've been struggling with it because it's like for her, there was a feeling of, okay, if I invest in this thing, I'm not going to get a result or I'm just sort of like throwing money down the drain. And I think with that, it's like really allowing yourself to just not like be wild about how you're spending. I think one of the things that has helped me a lot with abundance that I really recommend is for people to try like budgeting, but not just like regular budgeting where you're like, I feel like regular budgeting has such a, a stigma around it where it's like, you're trying to like scrimp and like save every single penny and you're like super cheap and you're like not trying to open your wallet for anything, but more so like conscious budgeting where you're allowing yourself to look at the things that you're spending your money on and allowing yourself to say, do, does this make me feel good? Like, first of all, is this a necessary thing, right? Because obviously if it's something like rent or your car insurance or something like that's something, yeah, you have to, you have to spend money on it. You have to pay for that thing. If you you know want to live somewhere, if you want to have a car. Um, but for the other things that you're allowing yourself to spend money on, is this something that is going to help you grow? Is this something that is going to help you feel good? Is this something that is going to allow you to play with life, right? Because not everything I think is um, going to do either one of those things. And then when you allow yourself to think that, it's sort of like basically getting in the habit of spending on those things and doing so unapologetically. I think when you start with investing, it's always going to be scary. There's always going to be this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I just like, you know, spend a whole bunch of money on this thing and I don't know what I'm going to get back out of it. But the way I see it is that if you're wanting to call in abundance, if you're wanting to call in more money, but you're hoarding your money, how do you expect to receive more money? Because it's sort of like you're in a mindset of lack. If you're hoarding things, if you're not allowing yourself to allow the money to circulate, uh, send some out and, and receive more, you're basically plugging your own drain and you're saying, I'm hoarding all this money here and I'm not allowing any more to flow into my life. So um, 
it really is about like consciously spending. Um, I would never advise anyone to, I know there are people out there who would say like, you know, if you really want to invest in yourself and if you really want to get this specific uh, result, like you need to take out your credit card or you need to dip into your savings. I'm not a fan of that messaging. I think that, I, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, kind of soul searching around like marketing and, and copywriting and sort of like how, in the online um, digital world, how a lot of the copy is really fear-based and really is sort of set up in a way to make people afraid. Because if you're telling someone like you need to take out your credit card to spend, to invest in this thing, to get a result back, otherwise you're screwed. Like I, I don't agree with that. You know what I mean? Like I just don't think that's okay. I think that if there's something that someone wants to invest in, but they're feeling nervous. It's like, one, you're either nervous because you know you don't have the money to invest in it, or two, you're nervous because you're sort of like, I I have the money, but I'm like, I'm not sure um, about the results. And those are two different things. If you don't have the money, it's like, okay, then it's like you can put yourself in a place where you're saving, where you're really looking at where you're spending your money, where you're allowing yourself to not cut things out because you're trying to save, but cut things out if they don't help you feel good if you don't care for them if you're if you're um spending on a random subscription but you never use the the thing you're subscribed to like why are you spending on that do you know what i mean like allowing yourself to really be honest like why are you spending on that if you get a five dollar starbucks coffee every single day but that makes you feel so good and it's something that lifts you up and it's something that is aligned with that dream life you see yourself living where it's like you're you know you're getting your coffee every day and you're like doing your thing every morning like get your coffee <laughs> like it's like getting a five dollar starbucks coffee every single day is not gonna not gonna like make you go broke like it, it, it's not um but then if investing in that thing if you're afraid because you're not sure about the result you're gonna get i think that's when you have to ask yourself like what is the result i want to get and why am i feeling such apprehension towards this person is there something energetically there that you know maybe you're not aligned with that you're not being honest about um is it something where you're just literally afraid of that next level for yourself like maybe you're self-sabotaging and you're just you know this thing will help take you to next level but you're afraid of the next level like there's so many reasons behind that fear and allow yourself to explore that um that reasoning but i think with abundance you know it's really again money is just energy so when we allow ourselves to understand that to understand that uh there are different ways that we could be blocking ourselves energetically from receiving i think that helps and also one last thing i would say about that is just to really feel gratitude i think this can be really hard sometimes especially if you're in a place where you don't feel like you have enough and you want to call in more I think it's important to really acknowledge what you do have. And I know it's not, I'm not trying to lean into like the toxic positivity of it. I think sometimes it can sound that way, especially if you're like, I really girl, I'm broke and I need like, it's like, first of all, take that language out of, <laughs> out of your, out of your vocabulary of like, I'm broke and really look around and see like, what do you have? Like, what are some things that it's like someone, you know, looking at you could be like, Oh wow. Like that's amazing. And just allow yourself to be grateful for everything that flows in abundance does not always have to be dollars in your bank account abundance can be someone you know treating you to that free coffee abundance can be someone giving you a compliment about something about a, a, a certain skill that you have that can open a doorway to you making more money does that make sense abundance doesn't have to look in this traditional way so really open your eyes to see that it's truly flowing into your life every single day in just different ways that, than you may expect and once you start to be grateful for those ways you're sort of opening the doors for it to flow in in other ways as well i hope i answered that question i feel like i just went on a bunch of different tangents there and i feel like uh i hope i answered the question 100% you did. And it is such a, it's a subject that, I mean, people write entire books about, and there's been movies and documentaries, you know, it's something that it's hard to condense down into, you know, two or three minutes, but it totally yeah. makes sense. And, <laughs> and to your point with the, the gratitude, I always try to tell my clients the same thing, because I think we start to think of abundance and like, Oh, just chunks of money in my bank account like coming in every day. And it's like, if you actually take inventory of every single day, I started doing that and I was, cause I was going through a phase where I was backpacking and I started to feel really kind of like broke and desperate. And then I started doing that, you know, adding things up. I got 
uh, $2 that I found on the ground and someone bought my coffee and I got a discount on this hostel, whatever the case was. And it's like, Oh wow. I basically have energetically saved, I don't know, $150. Like that money didn't come out of my bank account and that energetically is still with me. And it made me feel more abundant and, and stop using the language. Like you said, I'm so broke. I can't afford that. I would never be able to buy that. I just stopped using it. And I feel like my income has increased every month. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I think it is because I have been intentional about recognizing the abundance and using that language. So I'm glad you brought up the point of what you speak out with the language is, is going to come into your reality. Oh yeah. That's a huge part of it because it's like, obviously if you're continuing to tell yourself every single day that you're broke, it's like, you're going to, you're going to believe it. <laughs> like you're going to, you're yeah. going to look for that proof in your life and anything other, like anything that shows, you know, you're not broke, like you're going to reject it because it doesn't match up with what you're thinking you are. I, absolutely. Like you have to speak your reality into existence. And of course, if you constantly say I'm broke, it's like your brain will prove you right. You will find ways to look broke and be broke and act broke. So you have to be so careful about the language that you're using. So you also have, you have a membership. Can you talk about this and tell everyone how to actually sign up? Because this is a super interesting way to get into manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. So I just launched it last month, which is crazy. I'm saying last month because we're now in August. Um, but essentially, uh, it's the Manifest Daily membership. And it's sort of um, a membership that has different online resources to help you on your journey of self-development and manifesting. So in there, we have different masterclasses with experts. So things on breath work. We have a masterclass um, around helping you to build a soulful business. So essentially, I'm very very, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Oh my gosh. I'm literally struggling. I'm very passionate. That's the word. I'm very passionate about entrepreneurs and about people who want to be spiritual, but also build their own business. So we have resources in there for the spiritual people that are entrepreneurially inclined to help you again, sort of build that really successful, uh, soulfully aligned business. And then we also have exclusive podcasts in there. Like the one I mentioned where we're talking about the periods and talking about how to really harness the power of your period as a woman. And then there are also things in there such as different subconscious meditations. I actually have one in there that's a visualization meditation. So that's one that I love to do when I'm sort of thinking about like, what does my next level life look like? And then how to essentially bring that into my reality. And then there are also workbooks in there. So there basically are like a ton of different resources for you, depending on which part of your journey that you're on. And they're all sort of geared towards the different facets of manifesting and creation that I've sort of identified. So like manifesting love, manifesting money, um, the tools, the tool section goes into different tools that you can use within manifestation to sort of help you understand. So tools like Oracle cards, uh, vision boards, scripting, tarot, things like that. And then there are other different sections as well. And we also have a community section where everyone who's in the membership can kind of go on. We can talk about our success stories because I also believe that sort of hearing other people's manifestation success stories really, really helps you to see the power of what you can create. So we have a whole community in there where we talk all about what we're manifesting. We give each other support. Um, and we're just basically there to help uplift each other because I think that this is a journey, but like obviously you don't have to go it alone. And I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, they're going through an awakening process or a painful awakening process by themselves. And as if they're sort of coming into this and they're like, okay, you know, I, I see that I'm powerful, but it's like, what do I do next? Like what, how do I harness this? Like, what do I create from here? So it's just sort of giving you guys all the resources that you need in order to understand your power and learn how to harness it to create the life that you want. So everything is on my website at themanifestdaily.com. There's an annual membership and there's like a month to month one for those who don't want to like just invest in the annual right away but they want to pay month to month and it's very low cost just because i'm very passionate as well about creating resources that's accessible by everyone and i think um it's sort of a, a different way to craft this business simply because it's like, I'm not doing, uh, what, what they call it? like high ticket items, but I also do really love being able to offer something that's more accessible because I know I've been in positions before where I've wanted to invest and I wanted to do this work and I've wanted to have something like this, a community and these resources. And it's been like, okay, well, I also have bills to pay and I can't really invest in something that's like, you know, 
at a certain price point just yet. So this is allowing everyone to um, really have access to these resources without it feeling like they have to stretch past their financial boundaries. So your membership sounds amazing, especially if you're someone that doesn't know where to start. It sounds like you really have put in place all these different resources and guests. And like you said, I think hearing other people's stories makes it seem so close to like, it's so close in, in proximity to us that you're like, Oh wait, if she can manifest this, so can I, you don't have to be like this rich celebrity to manifest the life of your dreams. You can be a normal girl that lives in a small town and manifest the life of your dreams. So I'm glad that you have all these different ways for people to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, again, we all do have this power to co-create. And I think it's really up to us to sort of figure out, like, what are the things that we do want? Because then we're able to, like, like bring call that into our lives. I think a lot of it starts with that clarity and figuring out what you want to have in your life. Because otherwise, you're just sort of, you know, creating more of what you have right now. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. So helpful. Okay. You guys know where to go. Deandra is an absolute expert. Can you run through all your links and everything again, just so people have one quick way to get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, if you want to connect with me there, you can find me at the manifest daily. So it's T H E manifest daily. And then my website is just www.themanifestdaily.com. So on there, you'll find some free resources. I have some blog posts. Um, you can find some podcast episodes on there as well as like the membership information. You can also take a free tour. So essentially if you're someone like me, you're very visual and you're like, okay, I kind of want to see what this is <laughs> before I invest in it. You can actually take a free tour there as well and just sort of get an idea of like what the membership actually looks like and what are some things inside. And I talk about the different portals in more depth. So here was just like a little taste of the portals. But if you want to see like what other portals are available to you, take that free tour. And the last thing I'll say is I also have a podcast. If you guys are, well, obviously you're into podcasts. Hello. <laughs> um, you can find me on Apple, Spotify, all the things. It's just called Manifest Daily amazing. You guys have to check her out, follow her account, such helpful resources, so much shareable content too, which I love. And thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a super helpful and powerful conversation. Thank you again for having me. This was amazing. I can't wait to hear once it goes live. Yay. Thank you guys. We'll see you soon. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode just as much as I did. Be sure to follow Deandra at The Manifest Daily. Check out her membership and check out her content. It is so valuable and helpful. And if you found it just as valuable as I did, be sure to leave a review and rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can go to iTunes and do this or Spotify and make sure that when you leave a review, write down what your favorite part of the episode was. Let us know. If you have any questions or comments or you want to send any feedback in, shoot me a DM at Chelsea Rife or at Non-Expert Opinion Pod. You can also write into hello at inmynonexpertopinion.com or visit the website inmynonexpertopinion.com. If you're interested in the course from Chaos to Confidence, shoot me a DM and let's chat. I can send you a voice note and send you more information that way or via email. And check out the link in my bio. There's an application. You can get the replay of the masterclass and see if the course is a good fit. And a lot of different resources coming out soon in my Facebook group, Reframe Your Mindset to Change Your Life. So if you're not part of that, definitely join. A lot of juicy things going on in there. So shoot me a DM if you need to be added to that Facebook group and let's get you added. With that, I will see you next week.